Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Got a really exciting episode for you today. It is the interview with Lifehacks LA. This guy just lays out so much awesome material, whether you are an influencer or an e-commerce business or brick and mortar, or really no matter what you're doing on Instagram, you're going to get a ton of awesome information from this. Um, Even if it's just for how to create stories better, he goes over all of the apps that he uses to create really professional looking stories. He goes into how he's been able to leverage his following to get free meals and event tickets in his area. And he also goes over how to collect emails using quiz strategies. And there's even much more to that. I'm just going to let you get into the episode and not spoil too much of it here. But I just want to let you know you should be excited. So sit back, relax, get ready to take some notes. Enjoy the interview. What is up, guys? Welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets, episode 48. Today, we got the interview with Lifehacks LA. I'm here with Stefan. Stefan, how are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Derek. I'm really excited to be here. I've been uh, binge listening to your podcast here for the last two weeks, so really excited to share some of my uh, Instagram hacks and secrets. Yeah, definitely. And just you being on the podcast is basically one of your hacks because Stefan reached out to me, said he's been listening to the show said he's got some content that he'd like to share too. I went in, checked out his account, and he's doing a lot of great things. And um, there's a bunch of things that he's doing that I'm excited to, for him to share on the show today that I'm going to start applying right away in my businesses as well. So get excited. Get ready to take some notes, guys. Stefan, let's give him just a little bit of an intro to what Life Hacks LA is, how the idea got started, and kind of just like a macroscopic view of what it is today. Okay, so Lifehacks LA is an Instagram account, and basically it's kind of a what to do in Los Angeles underground stuff. Every day I post something, a recommendation of something cool to do in the city, and um, I usually add a hack, you know, like something extra special about that. And it's, you know, it's, it's grown a lot. It's gotten pretty popular. And what I do with the uh, off the Instagram is I just take followers off of there, put them on my email list, and created a a blog, and now a little bit of inspiration from Derek. I've uh, started my own podcast, so we're trying to build a just a lifestyle brand of what to do in Los Angeles and people who love the city. Nice, yeah. You've got a, a lot of various things that you can do in LA, but it's really attracted you a really strong base of LA clients, and I know that that's given you. Um, you've had companies that have been reaching out to you to offer you various goods and service. Tell us a little bit of, about the the perks that it's brought you. Yeah, so it's brought a lot of perks. Um, the background is that my my background is I own an online marketing company, and it was more of a traditional Facebook advertising, Google Ads advertising, that sort of thing. And my client base is people in Los Angeles, but I have a problem. I had the problem that many marketers have online marketers is you're just one in a sea of many, right? You're trying to get people to pay attention to you, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. And so I kind of, I don't want to say I started this from the beginning thinking like this, but it kind of evolved into this. I started the Instagram account because I have a passion for finding things to do in Los Angeles and I wanted to share it. But as it grew, I realized that the people who are following me are my are my um, clients, my potential clients, or the people who 
who want me to share something on the account. As the account grew, businesses were reaching out to me saying, hey, I've got this cool restaurant or I've got this cool event. Can you share it on your account? And so it kind of became this dual prong strategy of where I'm growing my influence on Instagram using my Lifehacks account, but it also has a back end to my, um, my real business and gives me access to these um, businesses that I normally wouldn't have access to. Now, the, from just the account itself, yes, I get a lot of um, free things, basically. You know, I could pretty much go to any restaurant in Los Angeles and get a meal for free. Not, I don't want to say any restaurant, but what I do is I'll just, um, they'll usually reach out to me. And if not, if it's something I want to check out, I'll just message them and say, hey, I love your restaurant. Next thing you know, I'll get something back saying, hey, why don't you come in? And that means we're going to give you a free meal for two. So a lot of perks with it. So if you are a restaurant in LA that is listening right now, Stefan is accepting free meals. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and he is hungry. He has not eaten yet today. Message him right now. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. So many of uh, the people that listen to this show, they're influencers. And even if they don't have a bunch of products to sell, um, I've had people that like to travel the world and they get like discounts on hotels or free jet skis and random things like that. And you just having this LA influence has helped you gain some awesome, um, you know, tickets to sporting events and things like that. Um, tell them just briefly, you don't always accept it yourself, right? Sometimes you actually turn this into like a giveaway for these things that they're giving you. Yeah. So I started getting so many, once I went over 10 K, I started getting so many offers for things and you know, realistically, you just don't have the time to do it. And, you know, I have a business to run. I have a young son. I don't have time to run around Los Angeles all over the place. So I kind of sat down. I was like, I don't want to turn all these down. Uh, what can I do to leverage this? I'm always looking for win-win situations. So I came up with a win-win-win situation. And that is someone would offer me something cool and, you know, like a festival or, or free tickets to something. And instead of taking it myself, I would say, well, hey, why don't you give this away to my audience? And so they would offer up the tickets to me. I would instead give them away to my audience, hold a contest. And then we kind of got known for giving away things and it would get people really excited. So that's part of the hacks thing is that, hey, you can get free access or VIP access or some type of access you wouldn't normally be able to get um, through our account. And so... That's what I meant by the win, 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 because my, my followers win, I win by getting more engagement and the uh, client wins because if they were to just to give me a ticket and go, it's not as, it's not going to have as much engagement and excitement as like this big giveaway where everyone's involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I think a lot of times uh, people in your position, if they'd get, uh, Hey, do you want uh, tickets to this free concert? And you'd say, Oh, I can't make it that night that would be the end of it. But instead you get creative and you think, okay, how can we make a deal here? How can we leverage that? And boom, you got a free prize for your giveaway just in that. So um, those are some of the, the strategies that you've done um, for over 10K. And I know you've, you've got a lot of other uh, partnership strategies we'll go into in a sec here. Um, before we get into that though, tell us how you built your initial following and what were some of the things that you did so that you could uh, really gain a strong base of followers in LA because those are the people that, you know, are really the clients that you're going for at the end of the day. Yeah. So in the very beginning, I did not start this account with a business in mind. So 
I had a personal passion for like finding things to do in Los Angeles and putting it down on paper so I would get myself to actually go do it, right? Because, you know, you find out about all these cool things, but next thing you know, the weekend's over and you just kind of forgot about it and didn't do it. So that's kind of how the, the account started. And Derek, there was a lot of days where I'd post something and there'd be like three likes or there'd be like six likes or one comment, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, for a long time. Um, but, you know, I posted every day for like a year and just for myself and for my family and friends. But eventually I started getting um, a following, you know, and that's when I was like, oh, wait, I can maybe tie this in. Like I talked about earlier, maybe I can tie this back into my business and not just be something for fun. Uh, you know, so the account started as something as what it is today is, is something to do in Los Angeles. So it was kind of a natural fit that involved evolved into what it is. But that's why it's so good at targeting Los Angeles is because, um, you know, that's what it started off as naturally. It wasn't like there wasn't like a business purpose to it. Um, so, you know, there's different levels. Um, once you reach a thousand, I think that you know that you might have something. Once you reach 5,000, you know that other people are really interested in what you have to say. And then once you reach 10,000, now this isn't, this isn't like a hard and fast rule. It all depends mm-hmm. on what industry you're in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Los Angeles is a huge city. So, you know, maybe 10,000 followers isn't that big of a deal for a city this huge. But this is just kind of a general that, rule that worked for me. And once you get to 10,000, then you know you've got something that can be a real business and and, you know, maybe even get you a six, fig- six figure income every year just on this Instagram account if you play your cards right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, simply just giving out all of this information for Los Angeles people has naturally attracted that following over time. Um, and uh, now you're over 36,000 followers. So you definitely have proof that what you're doing is, you know, what people want to hear. Um, so that's kind of how you built your, your initial following, just being patient, getting started and getting a grasp on your content over time. Would you say after you'd done a certain amount of posts, is that when you started to really see what people wanted and and more what you should post? Definitely. Definitely. It's funny you say that because I was looking now at my most popular post and I can actually predict before I post something. You know, I don't want to be a generic thing and post the same thing every day. So I can't post these home runs every day because these are different things to do in Los Angeles. But I can actually predict what, with pretty good accuracy, what's going to be like a really big one. You know, mm-hmm. it's usually like an LA iconic landmark, like hike the Hollywood sign and then a secret tip on how to get there or something like that. But, but, but yeah, so um, just you got to get your content down first, obviously. And then you, you phase into like an engagement uh, mode where Mm -hmm. you've really got to engage and care about your audience. And then you kind of phase into a partnership mode where you leverage your account and your following um, to make partnerships with other accounts of similar size or larger size. So there's these different phases to it, but yes, the first phase is getting the content and seeing if it's what people want. I mean, if people don't want it, then you, you have to retool and, and uh, maybe go in a different direction. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you do all these commenting or whatever strategies you do, if people then visit your account and your content isn't likable, then they'll visit your profile, but you're not going to get their follow. So once you got the content down, then you started trying to go out and outreach these customers by doing, we were talking about a commenting strategy, but you were doing it in a way to find you very targeted 
clients. Tell us about that strategy. Yeah. So just in general, what I've learned and what's really helped me grow, grow my account, I think everyone needs to take away from this. If, if you could take away one thing from this interview and you're trying to grow your Instagram, grow your influence and grow your income, the one thing I'd like the audience to take away from this interview is be intentional. Be intentional. So the first year or so, I wasn't intentional. I just posted what I wanted to post and I just commented on where I wanted to comment or, or whatever. But everything you do, you need to be intentional. Like, why am I doing this? See if it works, if it doesn't change something. So with comments, I'm glad you brought that up. So with comments, I would just, I knew I had to engage. So I would just randomly start commenting. Oh, I've got 15 minutes free right now. You know, let me just comment on a bunch of uh, different posts, different users, different mm -hmm. accounts, whatever. And then I realized that, hey, I've got no way of knowing if this is working. Am I just wasting my time or whatever? So that's when I decided to really become intentional and try these different comment strategies to, and see which one worked the best for me and for my account. And the one that I came up with that works best for me, um, I, that's pretty much the only one I use. Would you like to hear it? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, so here it is. So I've tried all these different comment strategies, but the one that works best for me is the first thing you do is you identify three accounts, other Instagram accounts that are similar to yours. They don't have to be the exact same business or the exact same brand or whatever. They just have to have the same type of followers that you want. And they've got to have a large following and an engaged following. You go into their latest posts. So every day I, I've identified three to five. I think I'm just doing three now. Um, you, you look at their latest post, you look at the comments and then you click on an account of a person who made a comment. And the reason why you want to target this person is because if someone is willing to make a comment, that means they're an engaged user. That's the type of follower you want. So with Instagram, you know, you might have 10,000 followers and 5,000 of them never comment, never like, and Heck, 2,000 of them probably don't even use Instagram anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So those aren't the people you want to target. You want to target people. I call them super followers. That's so, what I call them. What's that? That's what I call them. Maybe I got that from you. <laughs> okay. I've listened to so many of your podcasts the last two weeks. They're just kind of like ingrained in my head. Now I'm just making up stuff uh, you know, and calling it mine. But anyway, so super Listen followers. Listen to Stefan's podcast. It's called Instagram Marketing Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> so anyway, so what I, what I do is, uh, the, so the strategy is I find that person, I click on their account and I call it a three in one and I'll, I'll like three of their latest posts. That's the easy part. The hard part is you've got to make a real comment on one of their posts. And by real comment, you read what they actually wrote and you write something real. You don't just write, Hey, great post or, mm -hmm. you know, something generic that looks like, uh, especially because the person isn't following you, they don't know who you are. The last thing you want to do is just make some generic comment. So that's been the most effective for me. Now when I make my, my engagement strategy or my comment strategy, I pretty much just do that. And it works really well because it gets you the right kind of follower. You know that they're interested in what you have to offer because they're already following and commenting on an account similar to yours. So so yeah, that's worked really well for me and I'd highly recommend it no matter if you have a thousand, 10,000 or a hundred thousand. Yeah. Because even though it is just like a one follower at a time strategy, not only are they in your market, but they're also engaged too. So exactly. like you said, you're being intentional. It's going to be more worth your time because if you can get that person 
to potentially follow you and now just like leave a comment on every couple posts. I mean, that's so much better than just gaining a random follower that isn't that active on Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's great. So that's kind of how you built your base and that's all you, how you, you were able to build a strong base because once you had this like strong local following, um, you're probably, it was probably easier to then find more LA people because if you had LA people following you that then liked your post, their LA friends are going to see that they liked your post. So if you can get your initial base, you know, as targeted customers, you're naturally just going to, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You're going to find more of those same exact clients. Okay. So that's awesome, man. Um, now after you got over 10 K, uh, the game changes a little bit. Like you're saying, that's more where you form partnerships. Tell us a, a, a couple or even just like the most impactful partnership strategy that you have. What are you typically looking for in a collaboration partner? So I'm looking for someone who fits the brand of my account. That's the most important thing, you know, and the, it's a little hard to describe, but the brand is not only is it not only, it can't just be a Los Angeles business or a Los Angeles thing that people go to there, the hack part, there has to be something cool about it. So are you familiar with speakeasy bars? Uh, vaguely. So speakeasy bars, like you go to this alley and there's a, okay there's a random dumpster and you, and there's no one there and you turn the dumpster and there's a hidden wall and you go in there and there's this crazy bar. You know? uh-huh. So like that is something that's a good fit for me. There's a bunch of those out here and they, I won't, I won't even go into how crazy some of these places are, but you know, in, that is a better fit than like just a restaurant that has good food. You know what I mean? It can't just be boring. So I look for someone that fits the brand. Mm-hmm. It helps if they're um, lately, since I've grown to over, 25, 30,000, I get these huge iconic people reaching out to me like the Hollywood bowl. And, uh, there's something here called the queen Mary that that's super, um, you know, big uh, LA magazine. I did something with them and I've been getting, since I've grown, I've been getting a lot of, um, people contacting me and they've really taught me how not to do it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I was sort of on the right track anyway, I think, by the way I was doing it, but they really taught me how not to do it. So <clears throat> nine times out of 10, someone will DM me. I've never met the person, never spoke to them, don't know anything about them. And they'll just immediately ask me for something without, you know, that's the first thing they type is, can you do this for me? Or they'll say, shout out to shout out. That's it. So you have to remember, no matter how big the brand is, there's a person behind there and no one wants to feel like they're being used. And that's what I feel like when someone's DMing me. So what I do, uh, in fact, I'll give you, do you want to hear the text I have? I have it right here. The exact message I send to people. And I've been tweaking this, like I said, be intentional. I've been tweaking this message. I just do it directly through DM. And it's been the most effective so far. Love your content, especially your post yesterday about X. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Stefan. Wait would, for a reply. You would not believe how well that works. Yeah. So nine times out of 10, I get a response, no matter how big the account is. It, you know, these are all LA based accounts, but no matter what, even if they don't want anything from me, they'll, they'll say something. A lot of times they'll come right back and say, Hey, thank you. Do you want to do something together? Do you want to collaborate or whatever? I don't even have to do anything, you know? So I never ask for anything on the first message. 
I literally look at what they're doing. If I like it, I'll send them a compliment. That's it. And now I want to preface this by saying this works a lot better when you have a lot of followers. If yeah. you've got four followers and you send to someone who's 80,000, they're probably, it's probably not going to work as well. But yeah. once you reach over a certain level and it makes sense, you know, you know, if it makes sense or not, if you guys are in the same, I don't, I don't message people in Pittsburgh or Chicago, right? I message people in Los Angeles. And so it makes sense. They're, they're, they're not dumb. I mean, they're, they're going to make the connection them, them, themselves. They don't need you to beat them over the head with it. Yeah. And it's important to have that first message, not be asking for anything. Cause even if they, they might be game for it, but if they're not and they decline that message, now you can't message them. So you have to get that first message accepted. Exactly. So that that's key that you're doing just a, just be patient. They're going to message back. <laughs> you don't have to send them your full, you know, ask right away, just send them a nice message. But I like what you did there, which is just mention something specific about their last post. So it's just obviously not a bot. That's yeah. And, that. and another thing I want to mention is, you know, attention is currency. So I try to respond to everyone, but I, I went back and I looked at my email. It's like, wow, I never even responded to this person. I feel bad, you know? So, cause you get so much stuff coming in and I can't imagine what happens when you get to like a hundred thousand, you know, at 36,000, I get overwhelmed with, with, with uh, requests. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't respond to you, it doesn't mean that they didn't want to, it, it might've just slipped their mind or they might just not have saw it or they just didn't have time at the moment, but you don't want them to have a bad association with you. So, you know, you've gotten their attention when they read it, they might not have just been able to respond to it. And so maybe in the future, if you reach out to them again, they're not going to have a negative connotation with you, you know what I mean? And maybe they'll get back to you then. But like you said, I wouldn't recommend um, hitting them up immediately again, but I'm just saying if if you go out there and you immediately ask for something, then they're going to have a negative association with you. But all you're doing is giving a sincere compliment. So even if they don't respond to you right away, they don't have any negative feeling towards you. Yeah. Yep. Great point. Okay, cool. So um, that's how you kind of form the uh, partnerships, but what do they actually look like? Sometimes they're giveaway based. Um, are, are they ever just simply shout out for shout out or what are some of the most effective collaborations that you formed? The most effective ones have definitely been the, the giveaways. So if you can, if it makes sense for your account, it probably doesn't make sense for every account, then I would recommend you look into contests and giveaways. Now, what I have noticed is it's become, at least in my market, that there, you know, there's a ton of accounts here in Los Angeles, what to do in Los Angeles or whatever, and people copy each other. I've literally seen people copy word for word how I do my contest. So they're becoming less and less effective over time. But maybe you can school me on this, but I haven't really found any effectiveness with shout out for shout out. So if I'm saying, hey, follow this account, no mm-hmm. one ever does it. If someone yeah. says, post my account, says, follow this account. No one ever does it. I mean, there has to be a reason. A contest is a good reason, right? Contests are really effective too, because like you were saying, how they were, how you were saying how they flock together, like LA people flock together. Mostly the contest is tagging friends to enter, Mm -hmm. tagging other people who live in LA who are my perfect target market who might not necessarily already be following. So I found contests and giveaways probably the best. Um, Yeah. I really don't do shout out for shout outs because they don't really seem to work. I, I totally agree with you. And that's something that I, 
I've got a lot to preach on because I, I've done a lot of it and, um, you know, it, it seems like it should work. It seems like a great idea, but it really doesn't drive a ton of results. And I think you hit it on the head. You just can't tell people, go follow this person. You can't tell people what to do on Instagram anymore when they're already probably following more people than they want to rather than like, who else do I follow? They're not always looking for who else to follow at this point. They're like really selective and it has to be their decision. So I always do a recap of the interview. That's something that I'll dive into there and talk about shout out for shout out. But I do agree that the giveaways are, you know, you're giving something to the audience that it's much more effective. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if we're, I have some other ones. I don't know if you're going to get into it later, like quizzes, like some, something that you're giving them something that um, you're not asking them for something, you're giving them something. It doesn't necessarily have to be a prize. Uh-huh. Giving them entertainment. You entertainment, yeah. Fun. That's the reason why they follow me to begin with. They're following me for entertainment and to find out cool things to do in Los Angeles. I'm not asking them for anything. So I'm giving to them. It's old story and uh, attention and online marketing nowadays is give value. Yeah. Ask for it, right? So saying false, even though it only takes them a second to do it, and like you said, you think it would work, it doesn't, mm-hmm. at least not in my experience. You, yeah. you could even have someone who has a million followers say, give me a shout out and you might not get good results. Yeah. And, You'll get like 30 followers. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So on that note, let's go into the quiz thing. And this is the thing that I'm most excited about applying to my business because I've seen how these work, but I haven't know how to create them. So Tell us about the platform you use and then give us the full details. How to use these quizzes to collect emails. Okay. So like I said, you want to be intentional with everything. So I didn't know really anything about quizzes, but you know, the quizzes that come up in stories. Mm-hmm. I started noticing that I was like, okay, let me play around with this because I had done a few myself. Cause I mean, it pops up and you immediately want to play this game. You know, they ask you a question and you, and you hit it. I think the mistake most people make is they're being too direct. You know, they're almost act acting like a survey instead of a quiz. So again, you don't want to just directly say, what do you think about my business? A, it sucks. B, it's great. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's too, it can't be about you. Right. Uh-huh. But it has to be something that leads into what, you want the, the, you have to lead them down the path, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So I had a, a, a lady reach out to me who was doing what's called a rom-com festival. It's the first of its kind. And it's basically romantic comedies. A lot of my audience are females between the ages of 24 and 36. So it's something they'd be interested in. So I said, okay, I'll do it. But it had never been done before this festival. And they're really, she didn't have any good pictures. I really didn't have a way of getting people excited about it. I didn't know how to describe it in a way to, to get people excited, but I knew it was something that my audience would want. So instead of directly saying, Hey, go to the rom-com festival. What I did was I created a quiz about romantic comedies. So it was five different questions. And I, in the background, I put a picture of this romantic comedy movie and the people in my demographic females that live in LA from 24 to 36 love romantic comedies. Right? So I put up this quiz and it had a question per movie. And like I said, five questions and it, they went crazy. They loved it. They got so excited and you know, they were like, Oh, when's the next quiz? When the, when's the next quiz? We love uh-huh. this. They got a bunch of DMS, probably the most DMS I've ever gotten. That was non-contest related. And like I said, there was no, it was just for entertainment purposes. So that kind of got me thinking about quizzes 
And one of the things I like to do is, um, you know, Instagram is just a platform, right? I'm trying to build a long lasting brand. So as much as I can, I try to get my Instagram followers off of Instagram and onto my email list. Mm-hmm. As you know, I have a blog, podcast, et cetera. So I was like, how can I leverage these quizzes? Because you're basically just doing them on Instagram and there's, there's no end result that I want. And so what I figured out was I need to get people to take these quizzes off of Instagram, but Instagram is so easy. So I recommend you start there just until you get the hang of it. So what I would started doing was I would do a quiz on something LA based, you know, like what LA neighborhood is best for your personality or, or something like that. You know, those viral quizzes. Uh-huh. I would put the first couple questions on the Instagram quiz and then I'd be like, swipe up to take the full quiz. That would be a link out where they would have to put in their name and email address, just their first name and email address to take the full quiz. You've already got them engaged for the people who have time. You know, a lot of times people on Instagram, they don't have a lot of time. They're just checking a few stories and that's it. But for the people who are truly engaged, they're going to want to finish that, that quiz and take the rest of it. And a lot of them are outcome based, like find out what personality type you are or whatever. And then it'll be LA based questions. So I use a software that, takes the quiz offline onto the website. They have to enter their name and email address. And that way I get some of my followers on my email address list. And what's that software called? The one I've been using is called outgrow.co. Now it's a little pricey. I think the lowest level is $14 a month, but I use it for my other businesses too. So if you don't have a budget for that, then, well, first of all, I'd say that you need to test it for your business first using the Instagram quizzes, see if it's something that, that, that works well for you. And then you might want to look into when you want to bring people off Instagram, you might want to look into a software like this. Now there's a bunch of software out there. You'll probably find one cheaper. I use this one because it does a bunch of different things. It does quizzes, polls, calculators, et cetera. And I use it for some of my other companies. And it syncs to your CRM. Yes. So mm-hmm. it syncs to your CRM when they, when they sign up with their name and email address, it automatically goes to your email list. And then I have an autoresponder that goes out based on what quiz they took. Yeah, that that's definitely a legit program and it's going to be much more plug and play and obviously the just the portion of it syncing to your CRM for those of you who listening who don't know what that is it's basically just where you store all of your customers emails and where you email them from so as you're getting the emails from the quiz it's just auto going on your list. Um, in the recap of this interview, though, I will tell you guys how to create a free quiz, um, but it won't have that feature of, uh, you know, syncing over. You'll have to just manually grab emails. Um, but I'm definitely going to check that thing out because I've got multiple companies, too, and you just have to have one subscription and you can use it for multiple companies. Yeah, you can use it for as many companies as you want, but I think there's a limit to how many quizzes you have based on the level of subscription you have. Okay. Yeah, and there's a free trial, did you say? Yeah, I think there's a 14-day trial, which kind of threw me off because when I did the 14-day trial, I did these amazing quizzes, and then when it came time to pay for it, a lot of the um, capabilities got stripped away because I couldn't afford the highest. I didn't want to pay for the highest one. But, you know, the CRM, was, the important stuff was there, the being uh-huh. able to quiz, the CRM. And it's nice because they just have these templates. So all you do is swap out the questions, and you swap out the pictures or whatever you want to do. So I've, I've used uh, lead quizzes in the past. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're one of the leading ones, online quizzes, and they were just like too complicated. So this one's really easy. You just take an existing template and switch a couple things around and you're off to the races. 
Okay, nice. So that's outgrow.co and uh, quizzes are an excellent way that even if you're not posting a lot of your original content, this is still a way that you're being original with your followers because you're providing that original source of entertainment. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to have a really long episode for this recap. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, I want to piggyback off you. This is awesome. Uh, what were you just about to say? Oh, I'm sorry. And with the, with the quizzes and they're engaged too. Uh-huh. So, so one trick I learned from you, which I, I mean, I knew about it, but I wasn't doing it. And I listened to one of your podcasts is I'm really huge on stories and we'll go over um, some of the apps that I use for stories, but I wasn't really taking advantage of the hashtags in my stories. I mean, I, t I post maybe five to 10 stories a day and every once in a while I would put in a hashtag, but I wasn't intentional. Like I've been preaching. I wasn't intentional until I, I, I don't remember which podcast it was, but I listened to one of your episodes and you were talking about the power of using hashtags and getting discovered through your stories. So um, I've been doing that along with the quizzes. Uh, well, every story I do, I put hashtags in, but yep. And then new people are coming to you uh, and seeing your story for the first time. Like, Oh, there's quizzes happening here. Yeah, so. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a good way to introduce them to your brand. Um, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, let's go into that, the, the apps that you use for creating the story content. You said you found like a gold mine app for creating story content recently. Yeah. So I'm almost reluctant to, uh, release this one out. Oh, to share all right, this. guys, to continue on with the show, we just <laughs> enter your credit card info. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can we give it to him or no? Secrets. <laughs> so I'm going to let this one out, but, um, so there's the standard ones, you know, I think most people have heard of unfold and story Lux. And okay. They're basically like these templates you use and you just put in your words and your pictures and you can make kind of beautiful stories that you then export to your camera roll and then you just upload to Instagram. So I've been, I've been using that for a while and uh, I'm not the most creative person in the world. Like I'm not super artistic. I know it looks good, but I don't necessarily know how to create it. So I need something super simple. And these brands that are kind of ahead, ahead of me, these uh, three um, people uh, brand, accounts I've identified as being like, like, like the LA accounts that are currently ahead of me, they had better stories than me. So I was like, how can I improve my stories? So I discovered this app recently, like two weeks ago, and I'm addicted. It's called Mojo. And basically what it is, it's kind of similar to Unfold and Storylux, but it's for video specifically. So they create these beautiful templates and you just throw in your, um, it's hard to even describe. They're like these interactive letters coming in. All you do is hmm. just change the letters and change the pictures. And cool. you can create this entire story in five minutes, you know? of like five or six different uh, story sets. Uh, you know, all you do is just throw in the, throw in the pictures, change the text and boom, you've got this beautiful story. And now I get DMS all the time. Hey, what are you using? How are you doing that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And my, now my story, like I said, I'm not artistic at all, but those competitors, my stories are way better than this now. I'm the same way too. I just kind of need a, a format. I can tell once it looks good, but usually if I'm ever making a logo for myself, there's going to be like 20 drafts before it's, what I want it to look like unless I follow a template. So that's why I've loved Canva too. Um, but is Mojo M-O-J-O? Yes, it's M-O-J-O. It's on the app store. And awesome. uh, it's $40 for one year. I went and I looked it up and I paid $40 for one year. But it has a bunch of, you know, it's like most of these apps. It has a bunch of free ones you can use. Mm -hmm. After one day, I was like, I don't care how much this thing costs. I'm buying it because I use it every day now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it probably fits some accounts better than other accounts as well. So my brand is kind of like a magazine style 
as far as stories go. I want it to be like an online magazine almost, like go experience this amazing thing. And so it fits really, really well with my account. But if you get this one app, you're going to blow away your competitors as far as making uh, stories go. And, yeah, you know, that's awesome. People are always looking for apps on how to Im improve because you can only do so much just creating in Instagram's story creation mode, you know, limited fonts and oh, definitely things like that. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, make sure to send Lifehacks LA 10 bucks through PayPal for that tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Um, all right. So the last part here or getting towards the end, we wanted to talk about the follower goal spreadsheet that you have. And this goes right in line with your message of being more intentional on Instagram. Tell us about your follower spreadsheet. Exactly. So, you know, followers aren't the most important thing. Obviously you need to make a business that makes money. But as I think I mentioned earlier, I, I'm trying to build a brand and one of the best ways to measure that is through the amount of followers. So I just want to put that out there. Followers yeah. are not the most important thing, but this is the easiest way I can explain um, is by follower count. So a lot of people will just be out there saying, okay, I want to be an influencer or I want a hundred thousand followers. Or, I want 50,000 followers, but they really have no intention behind it. They have no plan on how to get there. I started using the spreadsheet that tells me exactly, I put in my goal. My goal is 50,000 by December, which is actually kind of a modest goal. I'm being a little lazy here. I could probably do better than that, but 50,000 by December is my next milestone that I'm trying to reach. So instead of just saying, okay, I want to reach 50,000 and I just go on Instagram every day and hope I get there. This spreadsheet, you basically just plug in the amount of followers you have now. So it's July, it's early July right now. I, I plug in the um, amount of followers I have now and the amount of followers I want to have by the end of the year. And it automatically calculates every month for me how many followers I need. So the next month I put in how many actual followers I have and it recalculates. So it's really amazing. Like I know right now that I need 2,333 a month um, to reach that goal. So I'm probably going to actually make that goal higher. But again, the point is, to be intentional and, and really measure um, what you're doing. And this is probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, it's kind of like being your own boss because if people were hired by a company to do their Instagram, they would probably say, these are the results we expect. But if you don't have that intention, like you said, you're just kind of getting on. But exactly. once you see, this is how many followers I need, your mind starts breaking down, all right, what would I have to do to get that then? Um, so that's awesome. It's basically just simply calculating like the averages that you need per month, per week, and per, per day. Is that right? Yeah, but you really, all you have to do is put in the number of followers you currently have in, in a cell and then hit enter and it calculates everything for you. And how many you want by the end of the year? Yeah. Or by X date or is it always by the end of the year? It just says December. So okay. it's broken down by month. So, I mean, it depends on which month you start. But basically, whatever month, you, like if you were to start on July 1st, let's say, and you put in 10,000 followers and your goal was 50,000 by December 2019, then it would automatically calculate how many you needed for, you know, that would be like six, 7,000 a month or something. But uh, you just put in those two numbers no matter where you are. So it's best, it's best to use at the beginning of the year. Like if you could use it January 1st, obviously, to put in your current amount of followers and how many you want by the end of 
or December 31st, that would be ideal, but you can start at any time. I really recommend that once I started becoming intentional with my account, that's when it started blowing up. Yeah. I mean, you can use all these different strategies and all this, all you can listen to podcasts and you can listen to, you can read blog posts or whatever, but taking that information, implementing it and seeing what works for you specifically, that's being intentional and that's what's going to take you to the next level. Yeah. That's killer. So how can people get to uh, this? Uh, how can they access this spreadsheet? So since I'm a, such a big fan of yours, I actually took this spreadsheet and I'm making it available to the IGM secrets audience. There's no opt-in. There's nothing like that. I'm just going to put it up on my website that anyone can use it. There's instructions on how to use it. It's super easy. All you have to do is make a copy of it. It's a Google spreadsheet, make a copy of it, put in those two, numbers we talked about and again there's an explanation and then it's yours to use and uh, the link for that guys is uh www.lifehacksla.com slash igm so lifehacks la is just all straight there's no um hyphens or anything so l-i-f-e-h-a-c-k-s-l-a.com slash igm so that's where they can get that yeah. And Derek, I want to mention one other thing. So have you heard of social blade? Uh, I have not. Okay, cool. So, um, great. I wasn't sure if, um, your audience already knows about this, but if you don't want to use the spreadsheet, then I recommend you use social blade. It's kind of addictive anyway. So you, you <laughs> you'll want to go on there, but you go to socialblade.com. This is what I used before I use a spreadsheet and I still use it now. It's great for competitors. Like you can see how many followers they get a day and how many mm. followers they get a month. And you can see their engagement. Um, so, and I know it's pretty accurate because when I look at my account, I can tell that it's pretty accurate. I use it mostly for competitors now, but if you don't want to use the spreadsheet, you can also use that to track your own uh, followers and how you're doing. Socialblade.com. It's completely free. I think there are more you know, they offer like YouTube and Facebook and all these other ones, but I use it strictly for my Instagram. It works amazing. I go in there every month, at least once a month. And I look at my three biggest competitors and I look at my account and I see how I'm stacking up against them. And are you mostly looking for Like, is your goal to be growing quicker than them? Or are you more looking at like what they're doing? And then you're saying, okay, they're doing well. I need to go analyze their business. Yeah, exactly. So I'll look and see it. It breaks it down by day for the last 30 days. So you'll see a day where someone all of a sudden had, you know, five times the amount of followers than they got on another day uh, on the average day. So then I'll go and I'll look on like, it'll say Wednesday, six twenty-seven or whatever. So I'll go back and look at their account, click on that post and see what it was. You know, were they running a promotion? Did they have some type of share? Like what was going on that they all of a sudden got all those followers. So it gives you great information. Yeah. Um, now again, my, to me, this is like an investment. I mean, in, influence is a currency. And so I look at it like a stock, you know, so I'm just growing my influence. So I have more of a focus on the amount of followers and the amount of engagement that I get than most people. Cause I know that you recommend people focus on how many sales they're making. And that makes sense nine times out of 10. But for my type of business where I'm using it to funnel into my real marketing business. My own, my only focus right now is to build my influence. And so a year or two down the line, it'll just be a massive influence. So I use this to see, yes, to answer your question. Yes. I'm using it to measure how many followers they got versus how many followers I got, what their engagement is like and what I can do to, to 
to do better. And frankly, in some ways to copy them, not copy them directly, but like see what they're doing that's working and not working and apply it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's key. Even if you just go in there and grab a few hashtags off of their post, it's doing well. You want to know if, if they're doing something well, um, you, you might as well model off of that data since it's out there. Um, so I, I think we've got a, a ton of excellent information so far as, as far as actionable tips of what they can do on Instagram. At the end of the day, it's all about taking action yourself. You said it best where you, you have to take this information and implement it and see what works for you. And that's when you actually learn it when it, when you hear it and then you do it and then it worked, then that's when you actually more conceive it in your mind as wow, that actually did work. And now you actually know it. Um, for you, it was more just getting started and you just went out and pursued it. Um, and, and something unique about your situation, um, like the, the average Instagram user, you know, is lower thirties and you're in your forties, which by no means is old, but it still is. I know you were saying some people that are your age might say, Oh, that's, that's for people seven years younger. <laughs> right. And that's kind of <laughs> yeah. where they, they back out right there. What speak to that audience there and let, let me know what you think when, when people are thinking, I don't know if Instagram's right for me. How did you overcome some of those initial doubts? Yeah. So everyone has that voice in their head, right? No matter what it is, there's a voice in your head telling you a reason why you can't do it or a reason why that person was able to do it, but it's not right for you. It's not going to work for you. And so what I realized is my excuse was age because I, like I said, I had a marketing company, but it was mostly SEO and old school stuff, Facebook advertising. I can't believe Facebook advertising is considered old school now, but um, Facebook, um, SEO, AdWords. And I started seeing all the excitement that was going on on Instagram and building a brand on Instagram was a little bit scary for me because I was like, okay, I'm in my forties. Most people are in their late twenties, early thirties that are in, on Instagram. But then I realized that that's just an excuse. And like I said, we all have that voice in our head. We all have that excuse of why it's not going to work for us, but this is the future. You have to embrace it. Influencer marketing, having influence, you got to start building it now, whether you're 50, 60, 70, whatever, start building your influence now, get on Instagram or some other platform that's going to help you do that. And it, whether your excuses age or looks or I don't know what else you've got to overcome it. Yep. No point in just ruling it out and saying, no, that's probably not for my age demographic or whatever. Um, I, I've heard a quote before that was most people spend the first half of their life saying they're too young to do stuff and the second half saying they're too old to do stuff. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, don't want that to be your story. Just get started. And once you got it on Instagram and started messing around, it's something you figured out after a few weeks, right? You didn't jump on and you understood the platform instantly. You had to mess around for a while, right? No, no, it took months. I mean, I mean, it took, it didn't take long to figure out how to post a picture and post a comment, mm -hmm. but it took a long time to figure out what works. It's like you were saying earlier, you take this information and you implement it and you see what works, but you also see what doesn't work. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's not going to work specifically for you. So, I mean, you just got to get started, you know, go get some results. Yeah. Go get results now. Be intentional.
Yep. I love it. So that, that's the whole underlying theme of the episode. Be intentional. If you are intentional with the followers you're trying to pursue or the brand you're trying to pursue, you can't just, you know, be commenting everywhere and just having no, um, you know, end goals in mind for like how many followers do you want this month? How many followers do you want this week? The more intentional you are, the more, um, you know, intentional your actions are going to be. So I, I think that's a phenomenal point there. And I'm going to have a ton to do in the recap here as well as apply in my own businesses. So Stefan, thanks so much for being on again, man. We're definitely going to have to have you on. Once you get 70K, give me a 70? shout and let me know how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll get to a hundred and then I'll give you a shout. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. You got to update your goals for the end of the year. You're getting there December, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm only at, I'm only uh, set myself to 50. I think I can do better than that. I think you can too, because you're hitting some speed boosts as you're getting bigger and bigger. Um, so I'm well, the big time. I'm on the IGM Secrets podcast. Yep, that's right. <laughs> there's about 50,000 people that will hear this. Nice. <laughs> no, there's not. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe someday. Eventually. But, uh, guys, if, you, if they want to check you out, how, how is the best way for them to follow you? Well, the best way is just to, if you just kind of want to see what I'm doing with Instagram, just go to um, LifeHacksLA on Instagram. And like I said, if you want to, I'm going to, all the tools we talked about, I'm going to put on that link that Derek talked about earlier, LifeHacksLA.com forward slash IGM. There's no opt-in or anything. Really, this has nothing to do with um, my business. I'm just doing it as kind of a give back to Derek and his audience because this podcast has helped me so much. For the longest time, I was looking for something that was giving actionable information on Instagram. So it's just a way to give back. And yeah, if you want to check out what I'm doing, just go to Lifehacks LA. Lifehacks LA, love it. And again, if you are an LA restaurant, Stefan and I are hungry. Yeah, come down, man. I'll get you some free food. <laughs> yes, I need a plane ticket as well. So if you're an airline listening, <laughs> I like you where you're at, yourself. man. I got to start utilizing this more. <laughs> I'm sure there's a listener out there somewhere who uh, promotes airlines. Yep. Uh, we are speaking travel. directly to you. <laughs> we will hear from you soon. Again, Stefan, thanks so much. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks, Derek. Take care. All right. Later. So that's the interview, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you got as much out of it as I did. Um, as always, I'm going to be applying a lot of those tricks that he uh, talked about into my own business over the next week or so. And then I'm going to be coming up with some tips on how you guys can apply it more effectively into your own businesses as well. And just piggybacking uh, off a lot of the information that he gives out. So that's going to be in the recap uh, episode. That's going to be in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. Also check out the show notes if you want the link to get his uh, follower spreadsheet. Uh, really like that uh, idea that he has there to keep more track of your following. I don't think that's something that a lot of people do. So go check that out. It's linked in the show notes. Go crush it today, guys. I will talk to you soon.